Today on the pod, we introduce the military series. As we approach Veterans Day, I wanted to honor those heroes that sacrifice so much so others don't have to. First up is John Creighton. John served in the United States Coast Guard. Hear him talk about why he decided to join, the benefits and perks he has received so far, and which military movie is his favorite. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today my guest is John Creighton. John, how's it going, man? Good, Gabe. How are you doing? Doing great, man. So how old are you and what's your current profession? I am 38 years old, and I am a physician assistant. Um, I recently graduated from the Marietta College PA program, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. So I, what exactly is a physician's assistant? I know it's like you got to be really smart to do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of school so <laughs> yeah exactly you have to go to college for almost a decade but a physician assistant is a mid-level provider and um, basically what you do is you act as a a liaison for the doctor um, you have pres- prescriptive authorities you can diagnose treat prescribe have your own patient base and then depending on your specific job you you assist the doctor you know for example if you're an orthopedic surgery pa you see your own patients and then in the surgery setting you act as first assist with the surgeon wow sounds pretty complicated i think i'll stick to uh, teaching high school kids <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, I'm changing things up here uh, with Veterans Day coming up uh, to kind of honor the heroes that have uh, you know, served for our country in the military. So um, I appreciate you being on the podcast. So, so what branch of the military were you in? Well, thanks for having me on the podcast first. I was in the United States Coast Guard, and I served from 2009 to 2015 on a six-year enlistment contract. Good deal. Uh, so what, what jobs did you do while in the Coast Guard? What, did you have like a daily routine? Yeah, yeah. When I first um, left boot camp out of Cape May, New Jersey, I was a fireman and I was assigned to a United States Coast Guard cutter. And cutter is basically a fancy word for a boat over 65 feet in length. So if you're under 65 feet, it's a boat. If you're over 65 feet, it is a cutter. And basically what I did on that was I worked in the engine room when we were underway um, out to sea. And when we were in home port, I did a variety of things. We would do maintenance on small boats. We would do maintenance on the big boat. We would um, spend days training. We would spend days um, interacting with the community sometimes. It just, it varied day to day. But a typical day is you would get up in the morning, you would go do boat checks, basically doing preventative maintenance, daily maintenance on the boats, just making sure the boat's still there for one that it didn't sink <laughs> overnight. And then you would go through and you would, uh, you would check boilers, you would check uh, bilge spaces, make sure you're not taking on water anywhere. You would check oil, you would do radio checks, just a variety of things. But working on boats basically is what I did right out of boot camp. Um, once I finished with that unit, I went to a school in Petaluma, California, and I became a yeoman. And yeoman are focused on logistics, personnel administration, um, kind of operations planning as far as finance goes, making sure that uh, things are paid for and things are good to go there. Um, I was stationed in Detroit, Michigan for a majority of that job. And it was kind of a, 
it wasn't a nine to five. It was more like a seven to five job. And then we also had a duty schedule where we um, stood guard at the base, you know, worked the guard shack, made sure everything was up and running at the sector. Uh, sector's a fancy name for, you know, like a big office building where a lot of different units are housed. And I did that. And when my six years were up, I decided it was time to get out and go pursue some uh, higher education. And that's what led me to PA school and where I'm at today. Awesome. Uh, so I'm sure you've, you've got plenty of stories. Do you have any good stories you can share with us um, about your time in the Coast Guard? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot that come to mind. Um, a funny story from Detroit. I was on duty one night and I uh, woke up to an alarm going off. And generally, generally, these alarms never go off. So I just kind of started walking around the base and I got to the engineering shop and I opened the door and water rushed out of the door. Right. And I walk into the engineering shop and one of the uh, water mains had burst and basically filled up the engineering shop with water. And so dealing with that at three o'clock in the morning was funny. And I always tell people the only time I was ever flooded out was on land and it was at Sector Detroit. Good stuff. So why, why did you choose to join? I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things where you either uh, kind of become what you grew up with or, or kind of go the other way. Where, where actually, before I ask that question, where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm from Southeast Ohio, a small county, Morgan County, Ohio. And I grew up on a beef cattle farm outside of a town of about 300 people. And um, I've always been military minded. My dad was in the army and he's a Vietnam veteran. So the military was always a big part of growing up. I mean, we didn't grow up in a military household per se, but you know, we, we were always uh, aware of the military and, and always knew it was an option. Um, went to high school, did really well, kind of had my pick of the litter from colleges, but I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. And I went to Ohio University, Athens, and had a lot of fun there, but I didn't get a whole lot done academically. <laughs> and after a few years of that, um, my mom and dad sat me down and I always tell people my mom and dad drafted me into the military. They said, you know, it might be time to look at something else. So I, um, I was looking at all the branches of the military and I had kind of settled between the Air Force and the Coast Guard. And I couldn't really make up my mind which way I wanted to go. And then the miracle on the Hudson happened where Captain Sully landed that United Airways uh, plane on the Hudson River. And I watched that all unfold on television. And some of the first people on scene were the Coast Guard. And then all the interviews they did afterwards in the days following that were with Coast Guard members. And I was like, you know what, that looks really cool. I'm joining the Coast Guard. So I can thank Captain Sully for my career in the Coast Guard. That's crazy. So he's just trying to save people. He didn't know he was going to direct people into the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, so what were some pros and cons of being in the Coast Guard? Well, um, some of the pros of being in the Coast Guard are you are stateside. You know, you, you don't go overseas unless you absolutely want to. Um, it is primarily a life-saving service, a search and rescue service, an aids to navigation service. Um, I, I kind of like that from a mission uh, standpoint. Um, the guys in the Army and the Marines, you know, they do a really important job over there. And I know myself well enough to know that I probably couldn't do that job very effectively. So I thought that um, being in that branch of the military would, would serve me you know, the best, and I would be able to provide the best service towards that branch. So 
Um, that's a good thing about the Coast Guard. Um, another good thing about the Coast Guard is it's a really small service. So you really get to know the people you serve with. And if you're in the Coast Guard for longer than a year, you're going to run into people that you've known at other units. You know, I think I was at Station Oak Island and I'd been there three months and we went down to South Carolina and a small boat pulled up beside us and two people I went to boot camp with were on that small boat. And it's like, oh my goodness, like this really is a small service, you know. Um, some of the cons about the Coast Guard is it's a really small service, right? So <laughs> you have your main job that you do, but due to our size, you also have collateral duties where guess what? You're also doing this, this, and this today, and you might never do it again, or you might do it every day. Along yeah. You got to watch job. it. Cause if, if you're good at it, they're going to be like, all right, that's, that's uh, added to your duties. The rule on the ship is walk fast because if you're walking fast, nobody's going to bother you. They think you already have something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Um, so how has uh, being in the military helped you out in civilian life after you got, after you uh, left the military? Well, that, that's one of the biggest um, pros about my service in general. You know, that's, that's the thing about the military is everybody's service contract's different, you know, and it really is what you make it. Um, but in civilian life, it really helped me going to college, you know. I mean, I could have never afforded to go to Marietta College, a little private school, you know, institution here in Appalachia without the GI Bill, without the Yellow Ribbon Program, without all those programs that you gain access to from a good, you know, good, good service contract. If you can make it through your contract and get an honorable discharge, there's a lot of doors that get opened up for you if you're willing to utilize those programs. And then just work ethic, you know, the military has a, a specific work ethic, which is go, 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 go. And excuse me, that, that pays off for you in civilian life. Um, and then just um, networking, having these contacts for the rest of your life, you know, um, I've, I've, uh, I've utilized that as well. So, I mean, it's, the benefits are, are, are endless, really. I mean, you can, you can utilize programs that are only available to you for the rest of your life if you just reach out and, use, and, and gain access to them and use them. So what would you tell, um, you know, the youth, what would you tell some young kid who's thinking about possibly joining the U.S. military, what would you tell him to expect? Well, the first thing I would do is I've, I've had this conversation with young people and, you know, they'll be like, John, I'm, I'm joining the military. I'm joining the army. And I say, well, why are you joining the army? And then they just kind of stare at you blankly and they shrug. Oh, I don't know. I'm joining the army. And so I would advise them to do their research because every branch is, is really different. And if, you kind of have an idea of what you want to do in life, you know, you can gain that training in a specific military service. You know, if you want to be a, a, a radar operator or an air traffic controller, don't, don't join the Coast Guard, you know, <laughs> go join the Air Force. And if you, you know, and there, there are tons of examples like that, that um, I, I would just advise them to do their research because some people, uh, they get in and it's not what they thought it was going to be, or they get in and two years into a six year contract, they're like, man, I really wish I would have went this route if I would have just taken a little time and researched it. Uh, another thing I would tell them is to make the most of it while you're in, because it goes really, really fast. 
And I, I saw some people do that, you know, they kind of sit on their hands for four years and they don't really get the experience that they thought they were going to get. And it's really their fault because they, they didn't put forth the effort, you know? And um, the last thing I would tell them is to enjoy it, you know, because even though it's hectic and it's high speed and it can be stressful, it is really one of the best times you're ever going to have in your life. You're traveling all over the country on, on the government's dime and they're paying for you. They're giving you clothes, they're feeding you. And all you have to do is get up and not be late, you know, and you're going <laughs> to do just fine. So those are the main things I would tell the young people. Good deal. Uh, you kind of alluded to this uh, before, which branch would you have uh, went into if not the Coast Guard? I was going to go to the Air Force. I, I, I thought that I wanted to, uh, you know, be in, in, in that, that branch of the military and just the, it's super high tech, you know, the Air Force seems to be cutting edge as far as technology goes. So that's the route I was planning on going before I went to the Coast Guard, but I'm glad I joined the Coast Guard. I really am. I feel like it was the perfect fit for me. So it was going to be Air Force before Sully had that miracle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it still involved a plane. It's just <laughs> I, I like the guys pulling those people off the water a little more than seeing a plane crash into the river. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So um, we, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-pod, and obviously I, I wasn't for sure. I just kind of assumed. Uh, but is there a rivalry between the branches? I feel like they kind of get digs in on each other a little bit. But at the end of the day, obviously, you've, you know, it's a brotherhood like nothing else. Absolutely. You know, um, we all like to pick on each other a little bit. Um, but, uh, the Marines, they're, they're number one. Right. And if you don't believe that, just go ask a Marine and they'll set <laughs> you straight. So they, they are kind of the self-appointed number one guys. Their boot camp is the longest and, and they're the most hardcore really when it comes to your basic enlisted guy. Um, the Navy and the Coast Guard like to beef with one another. The Navy called us puddle pirates and, I'm I'm a tall guy. I'm like six foot five. And every time a Navy guy saw me, they're like, yeah, that's good. So if your boat runs aground, you can just hop off and walk to shore, right? Like <laughs> you're not in really any danger. And um, we like to pick on the Navy. We're like, you know, they're afraid of storms. And if they get out there and get lost, we'll go find them. And um, the Army, you just, they kind of uh, beef with everybody, you know, because the, they, they have so many people. You don't want to mess with the Army because <laughs> if you mess with one of them, you're messing with 25 of them, it seems like. And then the Air Force are kind of like that, that laid back guy. They just kind of lay in the cut and make fun of all of us while we argue with each other. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so what about now? Do you remain close with any of the people you served with? Absolutely. Um, I tell people this. Some of the best people you ever meet in the military – or some of the best people you ever meet in your life are going to be from the military. And some of the worst people and your worst enemies are going to be people you met in the military. It's kind of the, <laughs> the full spectrum, but yeah, every unit um, I met people that I'm in touch with, you know, on a weekly basis sometimes, um, especially due to social media, you know, shoot each other messages and just see how, how we're doing. Um, I, I talked to a guy, I haven't seen him and, five or six years and we still talk every couple months you know we he, he's from West Virginia and we have a lot in common and we just we get on the phone and shoot the bull and it's just you have that shared experience you know and um, unless you join the military and actually live it you have no idea what it's like you know movies kind of portray the military a certain way and books and podcasts and they can tr you can try to explain it to someone as much as you can but 
unless you live it, you don't really know. And that experience lasts. So I, I have some of my best friends in the world, you know, I met in the military. That's awesome. So if you could go back and do it all over, would you do the same thing? I would, you know, um, I would have joined earlier, you know, I wouldn't have walked up and down court street in Athens so many times I would have just left and went and joined the military and got it over with, but I uh, know I wouldn't change a thing. You know, I, I was very lucky. I, I went to boot camp at a great time. You know, the military was really blowing up at the time. And, um, the first unit I went to on that, that coast guard cutter, it was a very small unit. We had, I think 14 members and we would sail with eight. So really got to know those guys really well. And I was lucky to get that unit. And then uh, the time I was at sector Detroit had a really good um, command cadre within my office and a really good commanding officer. So I've always been lucky, Gabe, you know, I've, I've always been really lucky and I wouldn't change a thing. Good stuff. Uh, last question. What would be your favorite uh, military movie? What's the best one? There's so many good ones. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. There, there's so many good ones. Well, being a coast guard vet, I have to say the guardian, right? That Kevin Costner, Ashton Kutcher movie. Um, everybody in the coast guard likes to make fun of that movie because there's a lot of uh, unrealistic things that's going on there. <laughs> that's, you know, like, yeah, that's Hollywood when you're in training, your senior chief isn't going to come get you out of the rack and take you drinking, you know, that, that kind of thing isn't going to happen. So don't expect that if you're going to uh, the coast guard. And then um, I really like Jarhead. The It's a movie about the Marine Corps and the uh, first uh, Gulf war. Um, I, I wasn't in the Marines and I've never been to the desert, but a lot of the guys I've talked to tell me that that's a very realistic movie that Jarhead uh, kind of hits the nail right on the head for an enlisted member's uh, time in the Marines. And those are probably my two favorites. And of course, Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, you know, you can't go wrong with any of those military movies. I say there's, there's just so many. Uh, do you ever do that? Do you, you ever like, you know what, man, I, I need to just check out these movies and just have a, a weekend, you know, where you just yeah, watch oh, yeah. a marathon of military movies? And then also, I can't forget Major Pain. Major Pain, <laughs> a great <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. that. Um, again, me not being in the military, I would say that's pretty far-fetched too, right? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you don't, uh, you're not going to talk to a major the way those kids talk to Yeah, it's sneaking when he's sleeping and trying to. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, you can't go wrong with a Wayans Brothers movie. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. All right, John, thanks a lot for your service, man. We, we really appreciate it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for saying that. And I think your podcast is awesome, man. Like, it's, it's really cool that you're doing this. And I really enjoy listening to them. And I was honored that you asked me to be on it. Awesome, man. And I didn't even, unless I did before, I say it, I didn't even tell you to say that. So I don't have to pay you. I don't, I don't owe you any extra no, money no. For, for giving me a shout out. <laughs> I'll just write down an IOU and catch you on the backside. Right? <laughs> Sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Basis Podcast.